your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Monday of Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line, which I should open so that I can see if anyone is texting me. Not that if anyone's talking to me, because I'll see that already. 608-785-7914. Ronald Crosby Jr. back in county jail today. I think he was in court today. More charges. Uh, If you don't know who Ronald Crosby Jr. is, uh, the CCAP list. I've I've got a little note, a little, like a post-it note almost. It's got Wisdom News header on it. Uh, just uh, just the real quick tidbits of all the things that Ronald Crosby Jr. has been arrested for in lacrosse. I'm guessing police aren't super happy when he gets out of jail. His bond now is $10,000 for now. We'll see. Uh, Brad Brad Williams at Wisdom has been covering Ronald Crosby Jr. for some time. I believe he's 20 years old. This time, uh, a whole bunch of charges. I have the the police, the criminal complaint that is multiple pages long. And if we want to get into that, we can get into that. Uh, tomorrow, there's a debate between... It's, it's the biggest debate, well, I, I would say, in Wisconsin. Not the biggest debate. Well, maybe the biggest debate. But the biggest race in Wisconsin, the Senate race... Right here in the in the lacrosse area, the thirty second district between Democrat Brad Paff and Republican Dan Kapenke. It's one that's getting a lot of money thrown at it, and I'm going to be in on this debate tomorrow. It's at three thirty p.m. So if you have questions, like we could we could crowdsource this a little bit. I'll I'll I, I've got my questions, so I'm not going to take any of your advice. But no, I'm just kidding. If you have good questions for me. You can call. We could we could talk about it. What would you ask uh, Brad Paff and Dan Kempenke tomorrow during a debate? And uh, maybe I'll ask them. It's going to be at 3.30. It's going to be on Wisdom. If you go to wisdomnews.com and look for the picture of Brad and, and Dan, they're two mug shots. I call them mug shots. That's what we in the newspaper business used to call them. Uh, there's a story there on campaign money. Just in Wisconsin, generally, the the headline is called Democrats Pump $2 Million into Swing Legislative Districts. And this one appears to be the biggest one. Uh, Brad Pass raised just about a million dollars through August. So, you know, who knows what he's done the last, I feel like the last two months, maybe even more money gets pumped in, right? Like uh, $735,000 of that has come from the state's Democratic Party. Eighty-fourth, about eighty-three thousand dollars of that has come from the state Senate Democratic Campaign Committee. It's kind of funny, right? Like, there's uh, there's the Democratic Party. We're going to throw money at you. Then there's the Senate Party, so to speak, the Campaign Committee, and then we're going to throw money at where we want to throw money. Uh, Dan Kopenke has raised about two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars, with fourteen thousand seven hundred dollars coming from the committee to elect a Republican Senate. So, just different wording, right? There's another. Senate committee uh, throwing money at, but the uh, there's been no record of contributions from the state Republican Party for Dan Kopenke, which is maybe that maybe that's come the last two months. Who knows? Uh, this is through August, so September and October. Who knows? 
But uh, that as of as of not right now, that's kind of interesting that the state Republican Party hasn't. I say throw, but they haven't thrown any. I make it rain. They haven't made it rain on Dan Kopenke's campaign yet. 608-785-7914. Those are just the (laughs) Main Street guy texting in and got the the Senate district, right? There's only one here, right? Like there's the the one that we really care about. So uh, last week, you know, having the 94th, 95th, and 96th Assembly districts all uh, debating Monday, Wednesday, Friday last week. Gets a little confusing for a guy that's never cared about <laughs> Senate and Assembly districts. So the numbers are just numbers to me. I don't think like, oh yeah, the 94th district, that's, you know, and now I, I won't remember now either. I'd have to go and look. Um, but 32nd district's the only one I'm, I'm really thinking about because it's the one right here. I also don't care about it because I live in Minnesota. So I care about it in terms of like, yeah, it'd be interesting to get really good answers, but who wins it's it's out of you know I don't get the vote so I don't have any any you know I guess I'm I'm just a, an innocent bystander at this point uh, Assembly District 94 that's 94th district between Steve Doyle Kevin Hoyer and Leroy Brown Independent I think if anyone watched that they'd probably like Leroy Brown's answers better than any of the other candidates that's always how it goes right the the Independent the the third party candidates always got like a little bit better like stance on things when the other two are kind of going at each other a little bit. I mean, we talked to Dr. Anthony Jagoski, who's moderating these debates, the UW lacrosse political science professor last Friday. And, you know, he, he talked about how the debates, they've been pretty, pretty low key. There hasn't been a lot of, you know, going after one another. It's a li- probably a little bit different on, on zoom, right? We're doing zoom virtual debates. So there's, there's not this, there aren't really interruptions. And I don't know if everyone else is muted and only the person that gets to talk gets to talk. Like, I don't know if, like, Steve Doyle is talking and if Hoyers want to, like, chime in with, like, (laughs) you know, like, the BS cough, right? Like, he wants to yell BS, you know, but yell it. Um, When when Doyle is saying something or Kevin Hoyer is saying something and Doyle wants to chime in with, like, no, that's not true, like we saw with the president. Like, that's not happening. And, and I don't anticipate, I don't, what I'm saying is I don't even know if it's possible. Um, but we can get into that a little bit. We could talk about Ronald Crosby Jr.'s latest trouble with the law. Main Street guy texts me in, texts in again. He says, uh, knowing the Senate districts or the, the Assembly districts is important because it's my job, right? It It isn't important. <laughs> I don't, y'all... If if I if I want to talk about them specifically, I'll I'll know them. But it generally, I'm not going to cue them up off the top of my head without like putting a little bit of thought into it. So Senate District 32, I know that one. That's the one I'm talking about tomorrow. That's the one I got fresh in my head. The other story here on uh, WisdomNews.com is about the the money getting thrown into the Assembly District between Steve Doyle, Kevin Hoyer, Leroy Brown's part of this story because I added it, but the AP didn't include Leroy Brown in their money figures. So sorry, Leroy. I, I don't know what Leroy Brown's pulling in for money. Didn't the AP didn't have it, but anyway, Brad's going to do the news here in a minute. We'll be back after this. I'm with him. 
All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. I'm talking uh I'm talking to Peter Cameron at the Badger Project. He's writing a story on uh campaign money. So I'm texting him right now. I'm like, hey, do you want to talk about this stuff right now? Or because <laughs> I just remember seeing that. I'm like, oh yeah, there are a lot of stories right now. If you want to go hunting hunting them down, the Badger Project's got one. And the Lacrosse Independent has written one on campaign money. Just on the the Badger Project's more maybe a little bit more interesting in terms of uh talking about if if you remember Citizens United, we always point to that and getting big money out of politics and that just brought big money into politics. Um, but the Badger Project story here, it's the main story on there. It talks about how there's a different Supreme Court decision called McCutcheon versus the FEC. And uh, before this ruling in 2015, the total any single person could give an, an annual political donation in Wisconsin was $10,000. And then that changed uh, after this decision. And, and maybe that's a big part of why we see the money flowing in now. Also, like just the the political spectrum right now, right? Like every, everything is one side or the other. And it seems all so important. And the only way anyone can do anything about it besides voting, right, is throw money at one candidate or the other. Which is, you know... Uh, Greg texted in. He said, ask this tomorrow as Brad Paff and Dan Kopanke debate. Um, Greg, I'm not going to ask. I'm going to burn my, I probably have three or four questions. I'm going to burn my question on this. This Does Brad Paff endorse Joe Biden for president? Yeah, I'm sure Brad Paff's going to say no to that. Nope. Don't endorse him. What, like I don't think I'm going to burn my one question on, on that. Uh Beck texted in and said, Brad Paff's not a threat to Kapanke. Jill Billings beat Kapanke in 2018 by, what, 56 votes? 2016, 2018? Um, is Jill Billings be- a better... Jennifer Schilling. Jill Billings. Jennifer Schilling. There, I did it again. Jennifer Billings. We'll just call her that. Jill Billings. Uh, Jennifer Schilling beat Kapanke in the last election by 56 votes. There was a recount. Is Brad Paff a, a better candidate than Dan Kapanke? I wonder I wonder how much uh, attention anyone pays to what either of the candidates say, right? This is going to be the debate. You can read about them. But does anyone care what either of them has to say? Or is anyone on the fence? You know, we talk about we talk about not being on the fence when it comes to Biden versus Trump. But is anyone on the fence when it comes to our semi-local elections, right? Our state elections? Um, Kevin texted in, and this is in the, the Wisdom News story. So I'll just read this. Assembly District 94. So Steve Doyle, the Democrat incumbent, versus Kevin Hoyer, the Republican, and independent candidate Leroy Brown. Uh, Doyle had a huge fundraising edge as the at the end of August, raising nearly four hundred thousand dollars. Hoyer's raised thirty four thousand seven hundred dollars. Doyle got one hundred sixty seven thousand dollars from the state party and one hundred fifty thousand dollars from the Assembly Democratic Campaign Committee. So there we go, right? We get the state party donating, and then we got the Assembly donating. Hoyer got three thousand dollars from 
what's called the RACC and nothing from the state GOP. So again, both races here, uh, nobody's getting state money on the Republican side. Is that a sign or I, I don't know? Or or is the state party going to be, has it been dumping money into those candidates in September and now in October? You know, it makes more sense, right? I mean, a lot of people are voting by mail, absentee voting. So it would make sense to like start this process of of getting money to these candidates earlier, you know, obviously getting money to them earlier so they can plan what to use the money for makes sense too. But, um, you want to get, you want to get the word out on your candidate. However, you're going to use that money sooner because a lot more people are voting by mail and, and, you know, their decisions, you know, come November 3rd, you know, who knows how many people have, have voted already. So, uh, Kevin texts it back in. He says, ask the Democrats. They complain first, um, about campaign money. I asked him, uh, where do we draw the line with campaign money? And now he's texting. When are you going to have candidates on your show? I've had candidates on. I've had Kapanke and Paff on a couple of times. Well, each once, I guess I had Paff on before a while ago and not so much about him running for Senate, just more the situation with him being kicked out of state government by Republicans after he talked about cow manure, essentially <laughs> kind of a weird thing to be on a job after for 10 or 11 months. And then to, uh, to be ousted. Like if you're going to, if you don't want the guy in the, in running, you know, the agriculture office, then maybe we should, do that we should do that right away not wait nearly a year um one more time here let's find it so uh, in in terms of the senate district tomorrow's debate between dan kapenke and brad paff and that debate's going to be at 3 30 p.m again uh kind of curious who else is going to be on there with me uh and you to be able to UW Lacrosse political science professor Anthony Trigoski is going to be the moderator. He's also going to moderate the October 28th debate next Wednesday between Ron Kind and Derek Van Orden for Congress. But uh, again, Brad Pass raised just shy of a million dollars since August. Shy of a million dollars. 735,000 of that coming from the state party, 83,000 of that coming from the Senate campaign committee. So he's got about a million dollars. Meanwhile, Kapenke has $275,000. If you go to Kapenke's uh, Senate Facebook page, Kapenke does, is dominating Brad Paff in the amount of signs he's putting up in yards. So if there's if that counts for anything, Dan Kapenke is definitely beating. For social media posts about signs going up in yards, Dan Kapenke is hands down probably the state champ. He's probably maybe even... Maybe even, you know, in terms of Donald Trump signs or Kapanke signs in the 32nd district, I bet Kapanke is beating Donald Trump in having signs in yards. I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of Brad Paff signs uh, when I was, when I was driving out past, uh, when I was driving to Viroco the other day, it was probably, there were a lot more Dan Kapanke signs. I will say that. I'll give him that, give him that much. Um, And it's funny to see, I always like, I want these candidates to use their social media in a way that 
helps us determine where they stand on certain things. And between Kapenke and Paff, we're getting a little bit of that, but not a ton. So I'm on Kapenke's, I'm on Kapenke's Facebook page right now. He's in Onalaska an hour ago, kneeling next to a Dan Kapenke sign in somebody's yard. Uh, yesterday, he's in Ferryville, taking a picture of the Mississippi River in front of the railroad tracks. Also, he was in uh, Bridgeport. He's got his arm up to up uh, up against another sign in Bridgeport. Prayer to Shane. He's in Prayer to Shane. Uh, now he's at uh, a pancake breakfast in East Eastman. That's also yesterday. Just dominating. He's guys on the weekend, right? He's like out and about. All his all these pictures of him with signs, um, and then the the whole county sheriff situation where county sheriffs are uh, endorsing candidates. I'm I'm not a big fan of that either. I'm like not a, like how about our police just kind of <laughs> like I know that we've turned county sheriffs for some reason we we vote on county sheriffs and that's turned into a political thing. Um, but I'm trying to find some some issues right. Like these are all pictures of Dan Kapenke signs and Dan Kapenke eating lunch at places or supper. I'm not sure. Um, and then he's endorsed by this person. More signs. The Navy, happy birthday to the Navy post. Uh, now he's at a farm. He's at a creamery in Bangor. Touring a creamery. More signs, more signs. <laughs> yeah, so I, I would love to see our, our candidates post some issues and maybe have some commentary on social media just about where they stand on certain things. But I guess we're going to have to wait till tomorrow to, to figure that out. Uh, all right, we're going to br- take another quick break. Scott's comment coming up. Brad doing the news again. We'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. But Peter Cameron is joining me now. He's the managing editor of the Badger Project. It's a nonpartisan, nonprofit, investigative journalism uh, website. I was going to say newspaper, but uh, you don't have. Do you have a print edition? Do you print that off anywhere, Peter? Not, no, not at the moment. We just we get, sell and give stories to uh, newspapers to run. Yeah, and uh, so you have a story that that's intriguing. You often have stories that are intriguing to me, but this one plays right into tomorrow. I'm having. Uh, I'm part of the panelist crew. That's going to be debating with Dan Kapanke and Brad Paff. And, um, you know, there's just journalists from the around the area that we're, that we're going to debate. We're going to ask questions during that debate. And there's just stories coming out about how much money Brad Paff has raised, how much money Dan Kapanke's raised, and just in general, like how much money, you know, our candidates are raising throughout the state. And your story, it's headlined. It's got a long headline. I don't know about this long headline, but it's called... Uh, Citizens United is infamous, but an obscure case four years later and state lawmakers' response has made Wisconsin politics a plaything of the super rich. And and where do you want to start with trying to break this down? Well, let's start with Citizens United. We'll go through that quickly. All right. So that was a Supreme Court decision to just throw uh, letting corporations uh, donate to candidates. That's what I would say that is. <laughs> yeah, corporations and unions. Um created uh, uh, super PACs, and so it created a lot of dark money. Um, one, one thing that, that, that uh, I, don't, I know that a lot of people on the left think that, that 
corporations are a big boogeyman in politics, but I'm not. It's it's unclear to me, and I, I think it might be a little overblown that corporations are uh, spending a lot in elections. Uh, I mean, that's that's happening somewhat, but they 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 do a lot of lobbying, which is different than than donating to candidates. And and you can imagine. I mean, think of those stories you've seen, like what is it, Hobby Lobby and Home Depot, where the the owners are big Trump supporters, and then and then people on the left will boycott the company. So I think a lot of corporations are sort of afraid of that. And uh, I th- so I think Citizens United might be a little overblown. But um, th- this case that I was writing about was called uh, McCutcheon versus the FEC, the, the Federal Elections Commission. What it did was, in Wisconsin, there used to be a $10,000 limit on all political donations for one year, for, in the, for the year. Okay. So you could do ten, you could donate to as many people as you wanted, ten thousand you know one thousand dollars here 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 here. After you hit ten thousand, you were done. You is couldn't that, donate anymore. Is that for a person or entity or it didn't matter what? It, like the the per ent- person per person okay. per person. So like my wife and I could each donate ten thousand dollars and then we were done. Okay. But um, so McCutcheon, this Supreme Court decision. That, that, you know, everybody's heard of Citizens United, but nobody's heard of McCutcheon. McCutcheon, the Supreme Court said that is unconstitutional. You can't put a ceiling on the uh, total political contributions. The, the Supreme Court has said you can put ceilings on individual donations to individual candidates. So in Wisconsin, the most you can donate to Scott Walker for governor, Tony Evers for governor, is $20,000. used to be $10,000. Mm-hmm. So there's a ceiling there. There's like, so tomorrow you've got... You've got uh, who's who's in the debate tomorrow? Dan Kopecki and Brad Paff, 32nd District. So that's for, for Senate. state Senate? Yep. Or for state rep? State, state Senate, rep. Yep. So I think state Senate, I think it's $2,000. So it's $1,000 or $2,000 that an individual can donate to a state legislator. And um, but, but what McCutcheon did is removed that ceiling. So now you can spread your don't You can donate to as many people as you want. You, you have to stay under those individual limits, but you can donate. Uh, you know, as much as you want total. And one thing that that did, there was, there was never a, a ceiling, there was never a limit on donating to political parties. But you could write a $10,000 check to political parties, the Wisconsin Dems, the Wisconsin Republicans. And, you know, there, but that that aggregate limit, that $10,000 aggregate limit served as a limit on donating to political parties. When the Supreme Court blew that up, now there's no limit on what you can donate to political parties. So you've got uh, people like Diane Hendricks out of Beloit. She she uh, started ABC Building Supply. She's the richest self-made woman in America. She she regularly cuts checks in election seasons to the Wisconsin Republicans for a million dollars. I think she donated two million dollars this year. And um, so it's it's kind of it's a free for all in Wisconsin because there's this loophole where you can donate an unlimited amount to a political party. And then the political party can turn around and donate an unlimited amount of that money anywhere they want. They can spread it around anywhere they want. And that that uh, that FAF versus Kepanke race is probably going to be a huge race. And so the parties will be probably dumping lots of money into that race yeah. because it's it's uh, it's one that that Republicans can win and and that Democrats want to hold. I. Uh... Yeah, we've been we've alluded to that a couple of times. There's a this, there's a couple of different stories uh, floating around out there, but I'll just tell you again. Um, Seven hundred. So PAF has raised just shy of a million dollars since August. So I don't know. I'll, and I'll just I'll, I'll ask you in a minute, but a whopping seven hundred thirty-five thousand dollars of that. This is the AP story has come from the state party, 
And then $83,400 of that has come from the state Senate Democratic Campaign Committee. And then on the flip side, Kopanke's at $275,000. The state party hasn't donated him anything through August. But uh, the the uh, the the Senate Commission, what you know, the committee to elect a Republican Senate has donated fourteen thousand seven hundred dollars to him. So yeah, right there, when you when you see seven hundred thirty five thousand dollars came to the state party to Brad Paff. and that's you know that's a direct um, result of the Supreme Court case. Now, um, one thing that uh, Republicans, well, the legislature, which is controlled by Republicans right now. One thing they declined to do, which they could have done, was put a limit on uh, what a person can give to a political party and what a political party can give. Democrats have a bill that is out there, but that the Republican legislature hasn't taken up, hasn't passed, that would, uh, you know, would put limits on um, donating to the political party and what the political party can contribute. So, I mean, if Democrats aren't going to be in control of the legislature anytime soon, but if, you know, if they ever do, they well maybe they will they they have this bill that would you know put that ten thousand dollar limit so you'd see because of this you're seeing lots of you're seeing huge spending in uh you're seeing huge contributions and huge spending in these little state legislative races like this one you're talking about so it's uh, i've I've written about it they, they get a salary state legislators in wisconsin get a salary about fifty three thousand dollars a year and you're seeing both candidates raising a total of a million dollars in these little state legislative races so yeah, and a lot of it's coming from big donors from out of state, um, and uh, yeah, a lot of out of state money from just big rich people that want to see their team win. Do you see any problems? You know, it's a lot of money that they get to play with. Do you, Do you think that then, if they're elected, are they beholden to anyone? Do you see that as it becoming a problem at some point? Well, that's I mean, that's why the state supreme court says that limits direct limits uh, uh, limits of direct campaign contributions are constitutional. So if you're running for Senate, I can only give you, I don't know what it is, 24, whatever it is. But the Supreme Court has said that you can limit the amount of a donation directly to a candidate because of quid pro quo uh, uh, corruption. You know, I give you a big donation and then you give me something back. So the Supreme Court has said explicitly, explicitly that that is, is is illegal, unconstitutional. Um, I mean, there's all these other things that you can do, but um, I mean, that's that's so. And the Supreme Court has narrowed the definition. You know, they've they've narrowed the definition of corruption. It has to be uh, a, a contribution directly to that person, rather than you could. If I was a billionaire, I could give a bunch of money to a super PAC and spend all I wanted. And like I said, with the political party, you can spend, you can donate there. But I mean, I don't know. Just <laughs> does that lead to corruption? You know. Yeah, at, at this point, you know, you you'd think that these, if they're elected, then they're maybe they they're not directly beholden to an entity, except that they're, you know, in Paff's case, he's he's gotten seven hundred thirty-five thousand dollars from the state party. Well, then he's he's going to have to listen to the state party, right? Because the next election comes around, if he's not, if he kind of goes off on his own, then the state party's going to go, hey, you know what? We're not going to give you seven hundred thirty-five thousand dollars this time around. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, it it, it probably hurts uh, independent voting. You know, I mean, you can't win again because the party holds so much control over you. Uh, I mean, some people argue that's a good thing. It gives more control to institutions, um, the, our political parties, you know, whether it is or not. I don't know. But I mean, one thing it definitely does is it, it floods your TVs and your radios and your mailboxes with ads. 
So that's one thing. I mean, th- there's no question about that. With a million dollars in a state legislative race is going to, you know, you're going to see tons of, you're gonna, I mean, I, I think everybody knows they, they're seeing, especially in swing districts like this, like this one, they're just hammered with TV commercials and radio commercials and, and just it's all negative advertising. And so that's, that's a definite direct result of this. Yeah, I, I will say I'm in terms of mailing, I'm getting about maybe a flyer every other day out in rural Minnesota. So I don't I don't I don't know if I'm not as important. What kind of what kind of what does your mailbox look like in, uh, on the daily? And are you in Madison still? Uh, sometimes. Yeah, I split time. Um, okay. I'm also in, in Minnesota some of the time. But but yeah, uh, I mean, it's a lot of um, uh, Trump and because in the Madison area, there aren't any no swing districts there, you know, so it's it's just Trump and Biden stuff. Um, I'm try- I can't remember anything anything that weird, but yeah, I mean, I remember there was a candidate in northern Wisconsin, and um, the way they slurred her was they called her a wolf lover, because in northern Wisconsin, wolves, you know, in Madison, nobody even thinks twice about wolves, but in northern Wisconsin, that's a hot political topic of whether they're endangered or threatened and whether you can shoot them to protect your livestock. So I don't know. You'll see some crazy sort of localized political things of. You know, and, and she said, I'm not a wolf lover. I believe in, you know, responsible management of the population, blah, 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 blah. But, but that's, uh, I don't know, that's an example of something, of, of something weird that you can get in your mailbox. Yeah, I, I, the weirdest one I've gotten, and it's, you, you wouldn't know who it's for if you, if you didn't look, you know, if you didn't kind of know, I guess, because it's like Joe Biden, Donald Trump, uh, the, the, the Senate candidates, Tina Smith and the, the Republican guy who I whose name escapes me at the very moment. Um, there was just a story on him too. So it's it's those four Lewis? people. Yeah, J, yep. There you go, Lewis. Uh, it's those four people on the flyer, and you're like, oh, this is weird. All four, and that doesn't say anything like you know Joe Biden socialist or Donald Trump antichrist or anything like that. Then you look at it, and it's all about like letting females like letting transgender go into the locker room that they choose and who supports it, which way or the other. So then you look at it and you're like, Oh, okay. So this is, this is definitely, you know, like leaning this way or that way. Just, just looking at that. And it was kind of weird. Like really, like these are things that are not issues to me and I don't need to worry about. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that stuff is, is not candidate approved. You know, I mean, I could, I could start a super PAC tomorrow and start spending and attacking Donald Trump and say whatever I want. And it has nothing to do with the Biden campaign. You know, I mean, so some of these things are just, I mean, they could just be a group spending and saying whatever they want with no, I mean, super PACs by law are not able to coordinate with the candidate. Um, So they're, you know, they're out there doing what they think might be right. Um, But yeah, it's, you know, I'm Joe Biden. I approve of this message. I'm Donald Trump. Right. I approve of this message. That stuff is direct. Um, spending by the campaign, but uh, you could have some crazy stuff. Here, here's a funny story apropos of nothing, but in 1960, going way back, um, Hubert Humphrey from Minnesota was running against JFK in the, uh, in the presidential for the, for the Democratic nomination for president. And the Kennedys are uh, infamous for, for dirty tricks in politics. And, and there was a lot of talk. That was when Kennedy was, there'd never been a Catholic president. Kennedy would have been and was the first Catholic president and somebody in, in when during the Wisconsin primary, somebody uh, put out a bunch of nasty flyers. I don't know what it was. It was some sort of anti-Catholic thing, 
that was particularly nasty. Mm-hmm. And um, and everybody thought, oh, Humphrey put this out. But in fact, it was the Kennedys that put it out, the Kennedys operation, you know, one of their operatives or something. And it was kind of a false flag operation that they could then use to say, look how awful Humphrey is. Look how he's nasty stuff he's running. But in fact, it was the Kennedys doing it. So. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Just a little interesting story. Yeah, that's that is, yeah, he's sabotaging his own uh, position there, but not really because there's going to be more, you know, at least people that are sympathetic to Catholics if they're not just Catholics themselves. Um, even just, you know, just saying, oh, look how nasty the other side is. Look at all this nasty stuff the other side's putting out over yeah, the line. Yeah, I actually, you know, in looking at, you know, Facebook comments every once in a while, you'll you'll get these ads. And I always like to, the, the sponsored posts, I always like to look at the comments there. And, and sometimes you, you do see that too. You know, hey, I was, I was uh, supporting you until I saw this nasty, you know, post. And so, yeah, I kind of wonder. So some of those sponsored ads are probably have nothing to do with the, the representative themselves in terms of them approving it, huh? Well, some of the Facebook stuff was was Russian, you know, was Russian counterintelligence. I mean, hopefully now that's less of that is is the case. Hopefully they've cracked down on sort of foreign advertising. I mean, I know just with my organization, the Badger Project, when we're trying to do, we we try to post political things and especially buying ads, buying political, ad, I mean, ad, not political ads, but buying ads for my organization. Facebook will flag it and say this is political, and you have to jump through some hoops. So that's good to know that at least they're they're checking things. You know, I mean, the stuff I'm doing is is the the ads that my organization is doing is it's not really political. They're they're just sort of talking about our stories. Are you? Um, but are you taking money in rubles or not Russian rubles? <laughs> uh, what uh, we haven't we haven't got any rubles because I think at, at one we? point in 2016, Facebook had actually it was was you know accepting rubles as as currency you know to to pay for advertising so it's kind of you're like uh duh that's russia right there they're paying you directly with rubles are they not accepting well i mean they have to accept rubles in russia i mean maybe they they wouldn't accept rubles for american ads but no that's what i that's what i'm getting at is they the, the facebook okay. ads here are being paid for in rubles. I just, it could have been a fake news story for all I know, but I thought it was pretty funny that, that Facebook didn't go, Oh yeah, this is weird. We're getting paid in rubles. But, uh, Peter, thanks for, thanks for joining me here, right. Uh, you know, jumping on and, and let me know when, when the, your, uh, your new story comes out on, on kind of dealing with this as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking at who's, do- who's donating some interesting names of who's donating to Wisconsin political parties this year. All right. Th- recognize. All right, cool. Thanks, man. Thank you. Bye. All right, that was Peter Cameron, the managing editor of The Badger Project. So it's thebadgerproject.org. You can check it out. We'll be back after this. I'm with him. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Just going to wrap up here. Thanks a lot for Peter, to Peter Cameron for coming on, talking about the story that he's got on The Badger Project. Check it out. It's, it's kind of it's, it's hovering around big money in politics, but in a different way way because it has to do more focusedly on Wisconsin and not so much Citizens United, this just weird case that have went through the Supreme Court that allows what's exactly happening in Wisconsin right now is, is our parties throwing money at our candidates and kind of obscene ways. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Continue this. Uh, Kapanke Path tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. right here on Wisdom. WisdomNews.com.